God of the earthquake and of the silence, quiet in us any voice but yours, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may hear, and in hearing we may believe, and in believing we may act, making way for your new creation. In Christ's name, amen. Well, last Sunday we read through the first verse of 2 Corinthians 5, which said, For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Well, Paul goes on to contrast our earthly bodies, our current address, you might say, with our resurrection bodies in the life to come. And 1 Corinthians 15:47, he had written of the difference. The first human was from earth, made from dust. The second human is from heaven. So listen now for the word of God in 2 Corinthians, 5th chapter, starting at the 6th verse. So we are always confident because we know that while we are living in the body, we are away from our home with the Lord. We live by faith and not by sight. We are confident and we would prefer to leave the body and be at home with the Lord, so our goal is to be acceptable to him. Whether we are home or away from home, we all must appear before Christ in court so that each person can be paid back for the things that were done while in the body, whether they were good or bad. And then skipping down to the 13th verse, if we are crazy, it is for God's sake. If we are rational, it is for your sake. The love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this. One died for the sake of all. Therefore, all died. He died for the sake of all, so that those who are alive should live not for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. So then, from this point on, we won't recognize people by human standards. This isn't how we know him now. Even when we used to know Christ by human standards, this isn't the way we know him now. So then... If anyone is in Christ, that person is part of the new creation. The old things have gone away, and look, new things have arrived. Well, that was from the Common English Bible, which is a little easier to follow some of Paul's logic and language in. But listen to that last verse one more time, this time from the New Revised Standard Version. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything, everything has become new. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever had the experience of seeing things in a whole new way. Well, the first time I saw a world map that you can look up online called the Gall Peters Projection, it just looked wrong. Like most people, I was used to this map we borrowed from my son's room today. This is called the Mercator map. He was, I don't know, 18th century or so German. And this was the version of the map he did. That Gall-Peters projection 
looks different. Now this is a fine map, but it has some distortions that have consequences, well, in world politics and national policies. For example, if you look at this map, you say, wow, look at that, there's Alaska, it's big. It's bigger than Mexico, right? No, it's not. Mexico is much bigger than Alaska, but you wouldn't know it from this map. If you look at Greenland, it's big as my hand, right? Comparable the size of Africa, right? But the continent of Africa is 14 times larger than Greenland. So there are a number of distortions that were built into this map. This map was great for getting around from, you know, from one landform to a, getting across the ocean to another. But it does not represent countries or land masses in the size that they really are. You need the round globe to do that. Well, it gives us a distorted view. Well, some of us, maybe you've had that kind of experience of some a new view of things. Some of us have come home from the optician with brand new glasses or contact lenses and a whole new way of looking at the world. Especially if you change from glasses to contacts, sometimes things look much closer if you've been very nearsighted, the way things, the optics work. Some of us have gotten stunning news from our doctor and acquired a whole new perspective on things too. Some of us have met a person very different from ourselves and found our view transformed from seeing them as, some, as a label this is a person from X country, or this is a Muslim, or this is a, from seeing that person as a label to seeing them as a, whole, as a human being and having our view of that group transform. Some of us, some of us have fallen in love and found joy overflowing every moment. We celebrated every bloom and every bud of every flower. And some of us have felt love or life fail in some way and, and seen all the light in the world go to darkness. Well, all of us have probably had, had some kind of news, some event, some experience that all of a sudden made us think, this changes everything. Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth in that he says, being in Christ is a dramatic change of perspective, not just a, a new, a novel way of feeling, but there's a new creation, everything old passed away. Everything has become new. Remember in the sixth verse, Paul said, we're away from our home with the Lord. Perhaps you've heard people refer to someone's dying as being called home or have gone home to be with the Lord. We are sojourners, we're temporary residents of this life on this earth even if it's a long, long time, there's a life to come. Paul also said, we live by faith and not by sight. By the way, that's the motto of the Governor Moorhead School for the blind in, in Raleigh. In this case, faith, faith is not just about, I believe this, I believe that. It's, not a, it's more to do with living faithfully to the covenant ways of God than to the struggle to believe certain intellectual assertions about God. In other words, 
Faith is an action word. So we do not have the same view of life or death or ourselves or others that the rest of the world does because if anybody's in Christ, we're part of that new creation where the old things have gone away and new things have arrived. In a sense, Paul describes the Christian life as, as a life of exile, a time being away from home, longing to be home with God. God's people have dealt with this idea of exile before. One of those times when they were in exile in Babylon, the people of Israel were, God had the prophet Jeremiah send them a letter from Jerusalem. Listen to what the people in exile were told to do. Jeremiah says, these are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests and the prophets and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken from exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. The letter said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. In its welfare, you will find your welfare. Well, as Christians, we live in this world, as I say, sojourners, temporary residents. We don't own it. We lease it, what we have. But we're not to sit on our hands as we wait for the kingdom to come. We're not to see ourselves as having achieved some higher state than other people. As Paul wrote to the Ephesians, for by grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it's a gift of God, not the result of your work, so that nobody can boast. For we are what God has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. You see, on our own, we, see the, we tend to see the world from our selfish, human, me and mine first kind of perspective. But as new creations in Christ, we see things from a new viewpoint. When we walk with Jesus, the good shepherd, we begin to see things from the shepherd's point of view. Thanks be to God. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians in that first letter, beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So may the love of God uphold you, the light of Christ guide you, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit fill you with joy now and forever. Amen.